competition next week in New Zealand. And according to this, that the underwater motion capture technology will be next level. Their words, not mine. Um, which, I mean, we're going to get to see some underwater action on Pandora. So that should be cool. That's pretty cool. So Avatar 2 is resuming, and Unanimous Indecision is back. I'm Joshua Troop. Uh, Ian oh, Rismondo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ian Rismondo giving us the that news uh, that I didn't even know about. Um, the Avatar 2 uh, resuming production. You got to wonder how, like, at what stage that movie's in. They've had years, but... They only really started filming, I think. At least 10 of those. Past years. They have had at least 10 of those. Um, and supposedly they're shooting all of uh, the films, the sequels at once, kind of. Oh, that's... Um, okay, so it's like Lord of the Rings style. Yeah. I'm into that, for sure. But then I wonder uh, why wait two years between each movie? Post-production? I guess. I don't know. I, don't, uh, I have no idea. I mean, it's, I mean, if they're all four-hour-long movies, although Peter Jackson did it, so uh, granted, three movies versus maybe five. And if we're talking four-hour-long movies, so did Zack Snyder. So did Zack Snyder. Um, so let let's get into some of this. There's a lot of news. Um, we're first going to talk about Star Girl. Um, but actually, before we talk about Star Girl. I think we've talked about it because we talk about Suicide Squad a lot. Um, something I realized because of this upcoming news is that we are going to have to watch my least two favorite movies in the DC in all of DC movies. Maybe. Why? And we're going to have to rewatch my least two favorite ones because one of them is Suicide Squad, and we got to rewatch it because of the new Suicide Squad. That's fair. Uh, which we said we were going to do. And the other one is we're going to have to rewatch Justice League because <laughs> they're re releasing Justice League with the Snyder Cut. It's finally happened. All those fans out there petitioning. Uh, this is probably the, the second big win for. Well, maybe it's a win, but. Uh, Victory for fans over studios. Uh, for fans over studios, the first uh, of note. I mean, there, there's other victories to cite, but uh, the first one that I'm thinking of is Sonic. Sonic. I, I I thought about that, <laughs> but also this is on an entirely another level. I don't know. They had to re. The, both of them have to remake the movie basically, because like sure, but that was also Sonic didn't have to change like, the story, but no but it was a character that a lot of people just weren't it was a character idea or like or like um just the a, way they were visualizing it yeah just a just post a, issue yeah that that wasn't a big fan of and before they released it they were like you know what we're gonna we're gonna change this to try and give the best thing for the fans possible right which is cool so definitely i i think this is probably the second of two uh but i do think that this is on an entirely different level because this has also been more like what two years fast more uh was it seventeen or eighteen? It's something like that. That fans have that fans have been clamoring for this. A lot of fans, not everyone, but have been clamoring for the Snyder Cut. Uh, seventeen, yeah, them. it was seventeen. Um, and so I, I mean, sure, they're comparable. But I think this is also on a, on a bit of another level. 
Yeah, it definitely is. So what happened is uh, Zack Snyder, the original director of the Justice League, also the director of Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. So clearly he was supposed to be this... Uh, we, we all talk about how, why wasn't there one person in charge of the DC Universe? There kind of was. Yeah. He was the architect he, of... He was of the guy. Basic. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, a family tragedy uh, happened and he had to step away from the project, which, like, dude, that's... I, I don't fault him for that. Understood. Um, yeah. I fault the studio for what they did to his idea because he... So he did... All these directors have been doing, like, watch-alongs of their movies and whatnot. So he did one for Man of Steel to talk about things and then i think it was at the end i could be wrong uh at the very end he was him and his wife were both like hey so we're going to um you know they're they're letting us go back to the dc universe and finish our our uh our project of the justice league wow. um, and he went on to say that what we saw was pretty much only 25% of what he his idea was. So we're potentially looking at an entirely different movie. Right. And let's also not forget, originally that was Justice League Part 1. Yes. But that begs the question. If, the, if his four-hour thing that he filmed, er, and that he, that was his idea, was that Part 1? Or are we gonna where are we gonna have I part think one it's, and two be a total of four hours? I think it's gonna be so, part one and two. He'll he'll still cut things out. Okay. Because um, like, were we potentially looking at eight hours part one and two? I'd say probably closer to six. Okay. Uh, that each part would be, would have been three hours long because I think Justice League part one uh, is two and a half hours long. Uh, now no, which it's one two stays? Hours long. Which one stays canon? It sounds like it might be the Snyder Cut. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, if it's good, I guess. Um, that, that's fair. But Which, I mean... they're throwing $30 million into it. So it's kind of interesting, though, that like this is a movie that, well, it probably made money. It may not have been a complete financial flop, but it, it, was, it was a critical flop. A critical flop, a fandom flop, every every other flop. Uh, but they're throwing money at something that like it's kind of already been done. Granted, a lot of people claim that this is the better way to do it. So I hope they're right because I can't wait to see it. It the, to me this is like such a it was like Sonic. It's like New Mutants. It's one of those things that like people talk about for so long that it's just like y you're right. I gotta see this. <laughs> when it finally comes around, there's been so much build up. For good or for better or worse, there's been so much. Like you, you just have to. You can't not go see it. And I definitely stick to what my roommate said about Sonic. Is that, uh, especially the fans who have been clamoring around for the Snyder Cut, uh, which I don't think was me. Even though, like, sure, I, I definitely am willing to see it, but uh, I wasn't necessarily clamoring around for it. But it, it was something he said about Sonic that when the fans won, and the studio forked out more money to continue developing sonic like the people who clamor around for this like you you can't be pirating this you have to go support this movie because hmm. otherwise like wh why should studios listen to you um, yeah yeah and the other thing that's interesting though is snyder cuts going straight to hbo max a streaming platform 2021 
And I'm a little disappointed by this move because I kind of wanted to see it in theaters. To get like the full experience. Yeah. See like what it was made for. Right. Because you're definitely going to be missing out on something, the surround sound, the whole, yeah, we're definitely, we'd, we'll definitely be missing out than watching it on like on our phones or laptops or desktops or whatever you want to watch it on. It's just not the same. Yeah, at least on a first viewing. Like yeah. afterwards, sure, but uh, I do want to get that first viewing on the big screen. So I'm hoping they do something that maybe it's just like in theaters for a week or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but the the problem with it going to theaters additionally is it also might not come to fans as a four hour movie uh, there's oh, talk like, uh, put it parts. that it will be split up into a series uh, which apparently Netflix I think did to I think it was Hateful Eight which was a movie and I believe they cut it up into episodes now, what um, would you what would your take be on like let's say they cut it up into like six forty five fifty minute bits or however many thirty six minute bits however many I'd still rather yeah, the movie um, okay but I you don't want to get the are you still here like halfway through the <laughs> uh, there's definitely that there's also something to like not seeing credits every fifty minutes it's fair. Uh, <laughs> the same credits, right? Do you think they split the credits too. It's more or less going to be the, the same six. credits. Uh, like it's not going to be like the Mandalorian. We're not going to see like fan art in between, not fan art, mm -hmm. but uh, concept art. Uh, in, at, during the credits, I mean, maybe we will, but like, I, I want to see the movie. <laughs> like, right? Uh, the concept art's real cool and whatnot. You can do that with the actual credits because I'm sure it's going to be super long because you have to credit pretty much everyone for the first movie and everyone for this movie. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Just to cover all your bases. And it's, it's a wild time we live in, but uh, the Snyder cut is happening, man. It's, it's exciting. It's crazy. It's strange. Uh, but yeah, a different uh, DC TV show just started uh, a week ago. Two weeks ago. I think we talked about it, yeah. Uh, which we briefly talked about, and we watched the first two episodes of... Uh, this one is also a CW show. I was going to say it wasn't, but it definitely is. Uh, although it's, I think, the only CW show that is simultaneously being released to the DC streaming platform. Interesting. I could be wrong about that. Um, and that's Stargirl... It, which is interesting because last week we were talking about Swamp Thing coming from the streaming platform to the CW and Stargirl's <laughs> kind of in between. And then, yeah, the uh, everything DC is so weird. Um, DC's trying everything they can. It's like, us, I guess, just trying to get it out, just get it out there. Not only does like every DC product kind of take place in its own universe, yeah. but it's also on three different like uh platforms. <laughs> I mean to be fair, Marvel was like that too before the great decanonization of 20, 2019. Not I I know what you're uh, saying, but like had, we had Netflix, we had a Hulu. Right, but you could do, never do you find the same product on multiple locations. That it was like two and a half years ago. Well, I guess Agents of Shield. 3 years ago or something. But... When when we were like and we're getting the movie like we were talking about how 
Marvel is going out to like all these different uh, right, yeah. All these different studios and, and platforms to try and get a show for each of them. Right, it's ABC, like got, Hulu, Freeform, Netflix. but Freeform got Freeform's folded kind in. of ABC. It got folded into it, but it was separate. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, we had they they were gonna have one show on all these different right. platforms, all these different places to find it. It's kind of the same thing. I mean, the, I think the reason they did it was a little bit different. You had a good uh, point. Marvel, Marvel went out of their way to go to those platforms to try and get a show for it dc's like please come please come watch our stuff just just anyone if you'll take just come on right because wasn't that's my interpretation wasn't new warriors supposed to be for like amazon or something again again they they wanted pretty much one show on every platform i think to probably be like this is our first business deal we'll eventually grow it out we'll get more shows kind of a right thing. and then um, now they're like oh we can just own everything yeah, because we've got Disney Plus. Um, yeah, which is definitely the better way to do things. I mean, it, uh, <laughs> for for us as fans, it means we don't have to buy eight different streaming services. Uh, streaming services, if you want to watch like Marvel content. Yeah, uh, and I think DC will get there. Uh, I think they will. Like I said, they, they've always they're they're always a little bit behind the Marvel curve, and I guess that's not a fair thing to compare them to because they're doing things differently. But if we are trying to compare them to whatever Marvel's doing, they're trying it. I mean, and, I I can definitely appreciate that they have comics on their streaming platform, which like, right. yes, one thing does not necessarily have to do with another, but it is nice that it is nice. you don't have to pay for separate subscriptions for things. Um, <clears throat> Marvel. Yeah, and but so Star Girl, uh, getting into that, we'll give a brief review of the first two episodes. Uh, basically, follows a. Uh, I feel like it was advertised that she's a cheerleader, but she's not a cheerleader. She's not right. She's not a cheerleader. She never was a cheerleader. She's a gymnast. Right. She was. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I feel like it was advertised that she was a cheerleader. Maybe eventually she becomes a cheerleader. Who knows? Uh, but so the main girl is like 15 years old or something. Uh, she fought her stepdad was the sidekick to Starman. Starman was a member of the Justice Society of America. Again, this is a DC product, so everything's ridiculous. Everything's ridiculous in Marvel, too. Who am I kidding? And they... uh, Basically, the show opens up to the Justice Society of America all being killed uh, (laughs) by the, you guessed it, Injustice Society of America. It sounds like I named these things unanimous indecision, you know? And they, uh, but so the sidekick lives and eventually moves on with his life 10 years later and has this, uh, step family, I guess. And so the, (laughs) the sidekick ends up building a robot and the girl can learns she can use Starman's, uh, spear staff. Uh, uh, I forget what they call cosmic it. Staff. Cosmic Staff or Cosmic Spear? I don't remember. Cosmic Staff. Okay, yeah. So Staff, and so she becomes Star Girl. Uh, eventually, as the pictures show us, we are expecting her to make a new Justice Society of America out of her classmates. And I think it's fairly obvious which one she's choosing. Like it's yeah, <laughs> it's it's not like it's not super difficult to guess. Um, but I mean, although you know, I kind of feel like goes. that bully might might join, I think so too. I think so too. Yeah, that that cheerleader actually, that girl is a cheerleader. 
She is. Um, she is. Either she's Wildcat or that other like really awkward girl who didn't. I think the other girl's awkward. There's Wildcat. They're all kind of awkward. <laughs> um, I mean, it is high school. It is so. high school, but like, <laughs> I don't know about you, but my high school wasn't like this. I was saying she's doing all this as a freshman. Like that's also this oh, takes place in Nebraska. Middle of nowhere, yeah. Right, it Blue was Blue Valley. Valley, Nebraska, I think. I think so, yeah. So this is like the Midwest, and oh, yeah. <laughs> people talk about like in the Midwest, like you don't have to lock your doors, kind of stuff. Yep. Um, because everybody's just so neighborly. Holy cow, are these kids jerks? Like which which yeah, this is high school, out. but no man. <laughs> As we should point out, uh, all the adults in this show, like even in like the first episode, were shown to be like out of their way nice. Yeah, they're they're Midwest nice, and somehow their kids Arduous. have become the most horrible people. They were raised in bit the inner city, and they're they're all like ready to cut you behind any corner. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess this is I guess this is geared towards. A younger demographic. Like, it's definitely a Gen Z show. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, but it, it's pretty fun, though. And actually, for it being a Gen Z show, I'm kind of into the soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, they just had a Johnny Cash song, I believe it was. That was. In that one was of the Johnny episodes. Uh, which reminds me, I think it was... Supergirl had a Frank Sinatra song. Without the lyrics, but... Um, Recently? I think it was in the season finale. Okay. Because um, I caught up on all those shows. I'll get into that later because I'm kind of upset with it, but... <laughs> you always are? I always am, and that's the best part about it. It means you're a fan. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. I mean, I'm, I'm going to keep watching, but... It, it... Yeah, I have to be a fan of it in order for it to make me upset, so that's true. Because otherwise, otherwise you just stop watching, stop watching and you yeah. don't care. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, what what do you think of these two episodes? You like the the cast? I'm I'm for it for the cast. Uh, no one has like just blatantly been like, yeah, that doesn't. I don't. I don't. I don't see that. I don't like that fit. Uh, I'm for it. I, I think the at least the on screen chemistry between characters is is, is pretty fun. Um, it's fairly cringy. It's so cringy. Gosh, parents that what is what was she the principal or the head of the PTA or something? I like don't. calling out her son in the middle of an assembly. I was like, like, I love you, sweetie. Oh, this hurts. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really embarrassing. Um, and I expect him to be one of the people that Courtney recruits for her. Yeah, New Justice Society. But now with what happened to Brainwave? Do we think the son takes the father's place? Although Definitely. it was shown that he didn't have the powers, so... At least not yet. They had them right. manifested. Uh, not to get into, like, spoilers too much. Um, but I do think... So before the conclusion of this episode, like at, at the beginning when we saw the dad trying to force his son to use the powers, which he may or may not have, <laughs> uh, and he goes like dad i always i hate when you do this like whatever right. i figured that he'd be like a reluctant he would join the justice society too yeah that's, against i'm definitely like, that was my that. that was my first thought 
And then the way it ended, he seemed extremely upset to see um, his father, the state his father yeah. was in. Um, and now I'm not so sure. Now it might be pushing more towards like, I'm gonna take my father's place, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be the villain. I mean, so we'll have young heroes and young villains. Could be. I'm kind of half expecting it to be like these young high school heroes fighting their peers' parents. <laughs> Probably. Uh, and if that sounds familiar to you, it's probably because it's a Marvel show that you didn't watch. Right. Uh, well, I guess in Runaways it was their own parents, but it was which is like parents. more okay than fighting other kids' parents. Come on, man! You just beat up my mom. Like at least then they can like keep it within the family, you know. But this, yeah, like, yeah, you just beat up my mom. Like, what the heck? <laughs> Strange relationships. Right, and. Uh, but I do kind of feel like Brainwave Jr. might join the bad guys, but then have like a redemption arc kind of thing that just be like, "Yep, yeah, you're right. My parent, he'll have the Runaways plotline." So Chase in season three. Yeah, 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 he'll have the Runaways story that he'll he'll work with the bad guys and then be like, "Oh yeah, they're definitely bad guys. Um, <laughs> I'm out of here." Or or he won't. I don't know. Uh, but it is supposed to include a lot of the Justice Society members, such as Wildcat, Our Man. I don't know why I said that so weird. Our Man. Uh, I don't really know too many of them. Oh, Doctor Fate potentially. I'm really hoping for that. That would be that would be exciting uh, to see potentially see Doctor Fate in the show. And if not Doctor Fate, then his daughter Zatanna. I was about to say, do we think that Doctor Fate was in the audience at the? <laughs> well, he has to yeah, wear the possibly. hat, so no. No, probably not. Unless be sick. the guy who eventually becomes Dr. Fate, I could see was in the audience, sure. Uh, Have fun at school, sweetie. Yeah, I'm kind of... Uh, but so this show is uh, kind of one of the new set of shows that Jeff Johns is having a pretty big hand in. Uh, Jeff Johns is doing a lot of work Which I think he wrote some of the initial comics for Stargirl, so it's something that's pretty close to him, I believe. Uh, I highly doubt that, considering the comics originated in the 40s. For Stargirl? Yes. Maybe for Starman. For Starman, yes. (laughs) I don't know about about Stargirl. I think for Stargirl specifically, Jeff Johns had a hand in. I could be wrong about that. Uh, I'm going to quickly try and look this up. No longer claim to know that because I don't know when Stargirl was introduced to the comic. Probably uh, in the late in the nineties. Yeah, she. Well, this is a. Yeah, this is definitely her. Uh, does it say? Well, this is like her bio. It doesn't say who wrote it. Oh well. Well, we can get in. We can get yeah. Later. Anyways, I I think Jeff Johns had a hand. It looks like the first appearance was in nineteen ninety nine in Crazy Enough Stars and Stripe. That was the issue. Stars and Stripe? Yeah, that's what it was called. Ah, Which the sidekick is called Stripe. um, Pat Dugan. Yeah, so it seems pretty authentic. (laughs) Realizing her stepdad used to be Stripesy. Yeah. Uh, So it seems pretty connected. Uh, Ooh, potentially Oracle and Rob. Oh, well, this is, I guess, modern. But like Oracle, Robin, Young Justice, what what is going on here? This is getting me very excited. Uh, <laughs> uh, I doubt we'll see that extent of the story. Billy Batson. 
Uh, Something else that you mentioned a little while back uh, was that like, each of the DC shows seems right. to be in their own their own uh, disconnected universe. Yeah, which bit. I was going to say originally was what Marvel had done with a lot of their earlier properties um, was that none of them were connected. And I mean, like before um, we really had the MCU growing, a lot of their like all a lot of their earlier movies when they were kind of trying to get this off the ground, each of them none of them was like a connected had any sort of connective tissue between them. Right. They, um, I mean, they were just Marvel movies. They were just DC movies. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like you could have a Batman and a Superman movie in the same year, and not one didn't have to do anything with the yeah. other. I mean, so far we've seen the DC the TV universe, whether it be the, the shows that we just learned recently, I guess last year, are all connected in the same universe, uh, or whether it be you know Star Girl or anything else they start coming out. Like, they put out some pretty good shows. Do you think with uh, Stargirl being on the CW, it's kind of unclear what time period it takes place in? That is but... very true, especially because it's, it involves the Justice Society 10 years ago, which normally they're in like... That means it's like the 50s or 60s. Well, I guess the Justice Society could have outlived the 40s. but uh... That's not their usual thing. Yeah, I doubt they were like in the 90s and then this is the... T- I, I don't know. Because, like, it seems like... No, but he was playing on a Switch. So it's definitely modern he, he, times. He was playing on a Switch. It's definitely so modern just... times. It Chalk it up to immortality, whatever. They, they did the thing. They... <laughs> you could yeah. say that the Justice Society is in the 40s. This is what I want to have into the X-Men. That Oh, yeah, Magneto is in the Holocaust. Yep, all right, now modern times. <laughs> so we don't lose, the, we don't lose right. his backstory. Backstory but for backstory's sake, and then... <laughs> and then we don't have to be like, oh, uh, how yeah. is he alive? He's 130. Right. Yeah, just ignore it. People don't care. I care. I, I do too. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, uh, the superheroes don't really age in comic books. That's <laughs> fair. fair. I think Tony Stark might be at the his youngest that he's ever been. <laughs> in, I mean, in Courtney, current Star Girl. Uh, I was reading a brief thing about her her history in the comics. Uh, she's actually aged up at one point into an adult. Ooh, interesting. Um, Star Woman. I, I, I don't know if she ever assumes that moniker, but I just know that physically she's aged up. Interesting. But yeah, so, you know, Stargirl, check it out on HBO. Uh, yeah, uh, th- my, my only concern with the show is that, uh, not on HBO... Uh, it's on <laughs> CW and the DC, DC streaming uh, CW. service. CW, my bad. Uh, isn't the DC streaming service with HBO? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, I okay. am sticking to my theory, and with the Snyder Cut coming in 2021 to HBO and the Green Lantern show coming in 2021, I'm still leaning towards the DC streaming service being folded into HBO Max in 2021. Okay. I, I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, but yeah, so HBO Max launches Wednesday, uh, which is the same day that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. shows. So I will not be subscribing immediately. <laughs> However, maybe I should be. Uh, because, dude, this streaming service is actually nuts. Because they have everything. Yeah, it does seem like that. 
I mean, I remember I had HBO back in uh, back when Game of Thrones was was airing its final season. Right, and um, people watched that. I, like, there, I I enjoyed Silicon Valley on there, but they didn't really have anything at the time that was like currently like this. This is what's keeping this. Like a lot of people were getting rid of HBO. Yeah, right after. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at this list, and this is an impressive list. Are you just looking at the list I sent you? Yes. Which oh is man, a dude, thing. it's so much more. Oh my goodness. Um, so why don't uh, why don't you read off what I sent you and then? All right. So if we're just talking about other studios or other networks, uh, networks that that produce their own media, uh, this is what these studios and these networks are all going to be part of HBO Max. We've got TNT, TBS, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim. Crunchyroll, Rooster Teeth TV, DC, Looney Tunes, and other Warner Brothers stuff. That's incredible. Right there, you've got yeah. so much content with just that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I wrote Looney Tunes as a separate thing, because I'm pretty sure they've always been owned by Warner Brothers. But uh... <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, if you're interested in, you know, if you forgot that they were owned by that, uh, owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah, I guess I did. Uh... Isn't... Uh... Who owns Boomerang? Isn't Boomerang part of Cartoon Network? I think. I think so. Oh. I know it originally because it used to be. I think it used to be Hanna Barbera. Oh man, dude, uh, you're deep deep pulls. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, this is actually nuts. Like I was, I, I was pretty positive about like Disney Plus over Netflix, because like Netflix, even though Netflix does have a lot of good things, it also has a lot of things that I'm just not interested in whatsoever. Right. Because it, Netflix just has a lot, whereas HBO Max might have more, and it might have more that I'm interested in. I have more and better. Um. <laughs> so for, for let's just talk TV shows. Um. Or I guess this isn't entirely TV. Yeah, I think these are all TV shows. Um. No, that's not true. Um, but uh, so Friends DC. is leaving Netflix, going to HBO Max. South Park's going to be on HBO Max. Two and a Half Men, Big Bang Theory, uh, the Doctor Who kind of reboot since two thousand five. So that's what after Doctor Eight. Oh, I don't know. Uh, that's with. Uh, it's the one before Matt Smith, right? I I'm trying to think of who because I know his name. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, the, it's yeah when they when they refreshed it and, and started. Yeah, which I think is the again. eighth Doctor, and then also. I think, that, I think that's right. And then I think Matt Smith's nine, ten. It's ten, is that right? And um, then Capaldi's eleven, and then the current person who I forget her name. You know more because than I, I barely watched the Capaldi stuff, even though I heard it was pretty good. But I, I only watched it when it was on TV. I wasn't I wasn't a Who fanatic. Um, Although if it's there, maybe I will become one. <laughs> maybe that's the idea. Um, the British Office is there, so you you won't get the Netflix, the Office that's on the Netflix. And I don't even know if the Office is staying on Netflix. Um, Rick and Morty, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, uh, a a Dune series is coming. That's new, um, which is interesting because we're getting a Dune movie also. So a lot of Dune things. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a Game of Thrones prequel, the Justice League Dark. That's the J.J. Abrams TV show that mm -hmm. we're expecting. Yep. 
Also, something that we've just talked about and we talk about almost every week um, is after 2019 Arrowverse shows, as far as I know, will be on HBO Max. No, this is... So, the newest seasons. The old seasons are still under contract with Netflix to stay there for a while. Okay. But I'm assuming eventually they'll make their way over to HBO Max and you can catch everything in the Arrowverse, which is really interesting that it's not going to the DC streaming service furthering the idea. Yeah. uh, But yeah, and then I pulled up this list. Feel free to stop me when something sounds interesting. I'm stop. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, 2001, a space audit. So these are movies now. Okay. Um, So from Warner brothers, 2001, a space odyssey, uh, I'm just going to skip around here because there's so many in the, in this list. Um, Adam's, Ri- Adam's Rib, which is an old uh, Spencer Tracy movie. Uh, Ben-Hur. I hope that's the new Ben. Not the new Ben-Hur. The old Ben-Hur. I, hope that, I, I was going to say, don't you dare. I hope that's the I, old I was trying to say, I hope it's not the new one, but I took out gotcha. not. And <laughs> I was... Just... <laughs> Uh, I really hope it's the old one. Casablanca's on there, which further be- leads me to believe it's the old Ben-Hur. Probably. Uh, Citizen Kane is on here. Dirty Ooh. Harry. Uh, Gone with the Wind. How the West Was Won. The Maltese Falcon. Uh, Romance on the High Seas. The Postman Always Rings Twice. Pride and Prejudice. That's a lot of Singing in the Rain. And I'm hopping around here. There's a lot in between this. Um, the Wizard of Oz. I'm just looking. Um, do they have any of the sequels for the Wizard of Oz, or is it just the one? Uh, not in this list. Or okay. maybe maybe eventually. And right now they're just because most of the most of the sequels, not all, because I think there's a sequel in like the 70s or something, right? Uh, <laughs> maybe. Uh, so like a lot of the prequel remake stuff, uh, that's pretty modern is probably elsewhere right now due to contracts. Which is kind of the same thing that happened with Disney Plus as they launched and we're like, oh, we don't own all our content. Whoops. <laughs> we'll get it back eventually. Yeah. Uh, but something that's really interesting. Um, so the new Aquaman movie, which came out like two years ago. Where's that? Where can I watch that? You can't watch it on the DC streaming service, which you thought you'd be able to. You thought you'd be able to watch Wonder Woman. You thought you'd be able to watch Shazam. You're wrong. All on HBO. They're all going to HBO Max. <laughs> Then yeah. what's the point of the DC streaming service? That's so weird. Um, there I'm looking at a list of like eight animated Batman movies. Not even that's a lie. They're not all animated. Um, Batman Gotham Knight, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, Batman The Dark Knight Returns Part One and Two, live action Batman and Robin, Batman Forever, everyone's favorite. Uh, <laughs> Batman versus Robin, Batman v Superman, Donna Justice, the the one we just talked about. So like what? Um, they also have Blade Runner on here, Friday the 13th, the second Fantastic Beasts. I don't know where the first one is. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises, Crazy Rich Asians, uh, everyone's favorite 2011 Green Lantern movie. Uh, it Chapter 2, again, I don't know where Chapter 1 is. Uh, I don't know if I said Gremlins. Uh, Hairspray, J- Joker. Uh, some of the Lego movies, the Lethal Weapon series, Lord of the Rings, at least only Lord of the Rings Part 3. So only Return of the Kings on here. Uh, <laughs> man, I'm like trying to skip around, but there's so many good ones that I'm like, oh, no, I got to say that. 
uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, all of the Police Academy movies. All eight of them. <laughs> uh, some Sherlock Holmes movie, I don't know which one. Uh, so, so much content. Suicide Squad. So pretty much the whole DCEU is on here, actually. <laughs> and so the DC streaming service is better folding fast. Right, yeah. Um, it looks like there's a few James Bond movies in here also. Um, Do you think it's it's uh, restricted to certain actors, or is it just... I don't know, because A Time to Kill is a Warner Brothers one that's in this list. And then there's something further down that I think is Casino Royale. And so that's much more modern. And so I don't know. I don't know who owns it. Uh, <laughs> but considering a lot of BBC television is coming to HBO Max, maybe then James Bond will. And that's just another another thing. Um but yeah, more or less the entire Criterion collection is coming to HBO Max. Uh, I don't recognize a lot of these, but apparently they're a pretty big deal. Um, uh, all, a lot of the Godzilla movies, Godzilla Raids Again, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla versus Megalon versus Gigan versus Hedora. Uh, so like a lot of Godzilla stuff. Um uh i don't necessarily recognize a bunch of these i'm sure they're good stuff i just don't recognize them uh the lone wolf series of movies lone wolf and cub which i heard someone talking about the other day uh oliver twist um the samurai trilogy uh and when is hbo max premiering wednesday <laughs> So very soon you'll be able to watch all of this. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. And then also, like, the fact that uh, I'm going to get to this last list in a bit, which are third-party titles. So they probably won't stay on HBO Max forever, but mm -hmm. they'll be there at launch. Um, I imagine, like, some of these will probably go to Hulu uh, or Disney+. Plus. Uh, maybe even Netflix, I don't know, or Amazon. I'm not sure. Uh, or the Peacock at CBS, because that's what they're calling theirs. Uh, but yeah, like there's even anime stuff like Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away. And then, yeah, so so here's some of the third-party movies um, that probably won't stay on HBO Max more than one to three years, maybe, for some of these. Um, the Alien movies. Um, I think potentially all of them. I don't know because this is an alphabetical order. So it only has the first four, but Prometheus starts with a P. So, <laughs> um, yeah, here's Casino Royale. Bridesmaids is on here. Dick Tracy, which is a fantastic, maybe it's a comic book movie. It's a pseudo comic book movie. I don't know. Um, it's really fun. Um, the second and third Mighty Ducks movies. Uh, Ella Enchanted. Uh, hey, a Fast and Furious movie, Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, some of the Die Hard movies. All of the Jaws movies, I think. Uh, Kung Fu Panda. John Wick Chapter 3. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That's Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Once Upon a Time in the West. 
Shutter Island, Slumdog Millionaire, True Lies. Wow. That that movie deserves its its place in the spotlight. <laughs> Finally it returns. Uh War of the Worlds, the 2005 one with Tom Cruise, and everybody's favorite movie, you were wondering where you could watch it, X-Men Dark Phoenix. Yay. Uh but yeah, there's a there's a lot more on this list than even the things I said. But like, there's a lot of those movies that I want to see, you know, that I've already seen and re- want to rewatch, or that I want to see. Um, does anything stand out for you that you're like, man, I I should you know, sign up for this? I'm liking that they've added Crunchyroll. Right. I, I like the, the Rooster Teeth TV, although I've got a service that I can already use for that. Um, you know, all the DC stuff. I, Adult Swim is great. Cartoon Network, get a lot of old shows. Maybe I can find uh, Co- uh, Code Lyoko on it, which was like my favorite as a child. Uh, but there is a lot of the, maybe not necessarily the movies, I'd have to like actually go through and look at the list rather than just hearing them read to me at like supersonic speeds. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, to see like what really would grab my interest. So definitely the definitely the networks, and you know, several of the shows, maybe some of the movies. I, it's definitely when I when I so I had HBO for Game of Thrones, and I got rid of it when it was over, and I was like, I didn't want to be one of those people, but I definitely was because I didn't want to pay the money for a service I wasn't using. Right. If you're not if you're not using uh, it. Exactly, but I, I kind of felt bad because like so many other people were doing the exact same thing. Hey, I mean, uh, it, it's a business. If they're not giving you a product, you should stop paying for it. Exactly. Or if they're not giving you a product you like, I guess. <laughs> if they're not giving you a product. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, now they've got a product I like, so I might have to delve into the, into the wallet for this. That'd, that'd be... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, this sounds very promising. I knew that it was launching. I knew they had a bunch of stuff, but I didn't know to the extent that they had. It's a lot more exciting than I thought it would be. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I, I don't know. I definitely think, like, like everyone was talking about that, like, OHBO is probably going to be a pretty predominant head. But, like, I think this definitely – because I don't know if Amazon is quite yet at the point of where – like, I don't know anyone who's getting Amazon Prime for the Prime video, you know? <laughs> That's just, like, something that comes with it. Uh, but Netflix, HBO Max, and Disney Plus are probably three strongest candidates um, for streaming right now. And HBO's not even out yet, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah, it, it's sounding real good. Um, what's not sounding good, though, uh is that all of the CW, well, this isn't the part that doesn't sound good, but all of the CW shows just had their season finales, uh, as far as I'm aware. Uh, The DC TV shows, I should be clear. Uh, And with that, uh, the main lead actress of Batwoman, Ruby Rose, has decided to leave Batwoman. Uh, there were certain articles saying it was mutual. There were certain things saying 
it was a mutual disagreement. <laughs> I know. I don't think that's the um, case. I I think it probably was mutual, and for a lot of, I mean, several people are going to be probably happy with this because a lot of people really disliked right. her for all the wrong reasons. Right. Um. Which is unfortunate because you know she brought something not good to the show. I, I really liked her, her, her performance. Yeah, the stuff um, I don't like about the show has nothing to do with her. Yeah. So, <laughs> it was a shame to hear this, but it's understandable considering last year during filming, she suffered a major injury that nearly severed her spine. Right. So. And, and I think you told me that someone else on set was paralyzed. Yeah, so it seems like a pretty dangerous work environment. Like, sure, it's an action set, but that's it's tough to be around day in and day out and and for some for a, for a character such as batwoman who is a fairly like stunt heavy and and act in like role for someone who had sustained this major of an injury it's not necessarily like in in uh, her best interest for her health to to continue on with this role so it's definitely understandable if that is the the prevailing reason why she is stepping down from this you you can't fault her for that, right? De- definitely not. Cause like, yeah, if you get injured and you're just constantly in pain, like, yeah, you don't don't do something that is putting you in more pain, for sure. Right. Um, but it's really interesting because the Batwoman show, just like all the other CW shows we talked about last week, are renewed. So we'll be getting a new a new Batwoman, um, which. We were talking about that, like, they probably shouldn't acknowledge that it's a new Batwoman at all and yeah. just be like, oh, did you change your hair or something? <laughs> like, do one of those nonchalant. Because, yeah, because then, like, otherwise the fans are going to start pointing out differences or whatever. Like, if you if they address it briefly and poke fun at it or whatever, and then it, it's just it's just done. It, it's, not a, it's not an important thing to, to draw attention to. Right. Um... The main, since uh, Batwoman finished up, uh, I ended up finishing Supergirl and Flash as well, um, and I found that they all had the same problem, and it may not entirely be their fault, uh, but talking about Batwoman, because right now Batwoman, you were saying, is the lowest rated on Rotten Tomatoes or something? Yeah, it had like a 5.2 or something on Rotten Tomatoes, but Is that the critics or the audience score? It's it's the audience i think and it's okay. just because uh so like and it had this at the, after the first episode dropped right it was already in the so it, it maybe was unfairly judged uh however i do think the writing of batwoman is pretty bad mm-hmm. um there are just a lot of lines that i feel do not work whatsoever um and they I try like and it... paint batwoman as like just like Bruce Wayne, a very stoic character kind of thing. But then she also has moments where she's like dancing, but it's super awkward. It's like, oh man, it it was hard to watch. (laughs) She's like just shrugging her shoulders and oh man, it, you got to watch it. It's, I can't make this stuff up. I need to catch back up. Uh, Yeah, you should. And, but like we, we even talked about it that like, one of my big flaws is how much that like the main villain is just straight up a main character. Like she's yeah. a protagonist. She's one of the protagonists. B- 
because of how much focus is on her. Like, sure. like, yes, she is an antagonist to Batwoman, but she is also her own protagonist. Which, like, that's fine that everyone gets a character arc kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But there's just so much focus on her. And especially the first few episodes, uh, the things that Alice did, um, we were always talking about, like, she's basically just the Joker. Well, it was so much so that even in the show, uh, I think... I forget who it was, but someone says to Batwoman, um, the, what was it? The Joker had Batman, you have Alice. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, line. man, you just completely called out that you copied the Joker. <laughs> like, uh, like I get it from a symbol, symbolic standpoint that like, sure, but you could have written this story vastly different than the Joker because unlike the Joker and Batman, even no matter how hard they tried to make it, the Joker and Batman aren't siblings. Whereas Batwoman and this version of Alice are. So I mean, there, there were a few things that I really liked. There were a few plot lines and, and like stories that they did where I, I was, I was really happy that, you know, they had that sibling connection. There's a, a scene where um, where Alice is talking to her father or something, and he, and she's like, "I just I wanted like I wanted an apology, like, not necessarily an apology, but like I wanted you to say like you you didn't give up or something. I, I didn't want you to stop looking for me." Right. And it's it's a pretty emotional scene, and I th- I thought that one did pretty well. But then there's other times where just to make sure that she gets in the episode, she has nothing to do with this particular episode or something and there's just like a couple minute clip of what she's doing just to make sure that we as an audience don't forget that right she's she's still out there (laughs) so like i I definitely liked some aspects of her character especially with that sibling relationship and and but there were others that was just like i mean yeah you've essentially made her a main character right and the show does a great job about because like even though i was a little disappointed because they go to arkham um, for some of the latter half of the episodes, and we were told that a lot of Batman's villains are in Arkham. Didn't mention them at all. And there's no acknowledgement of them. Uh, so that's a little weird. Uh, however, I do I can appreciate though them talking about some of the lesser known villains or maybe less popular villains. Um, her Alice's friend is definitely Clayface, right? Is that who the... I think he's going to become Clayface. He can change his face. Uh, well, like, he always puts on a new mask, but he has yep. he can do the voices perfectly. That's the only thing yep. he can do perfectly. But, uh, yeah, something happened to him towards the end of the season, which I'm expecting Hugo Strange to come around next season. Ooh, nice. And potentially make Clayface into Clayface. That should be exciting. Um, the other person that they did, and this is the part that really bothered me, is like this character, the whole purpose of this character is mystery of who is it? Who is this guy? Oh, we're talking about Hush? We're talking about Hush. And they they introduced Tommy Elliot in like the third episode of the season, which is cool because mm-hmm. he's a lesser known character. 
uh, from Batman comics, from Batman's story. And then, but then they just like straight up turn him into Hush. Just on screen. There's no mystery behind it. Like, sure, I guess because Batman is missing, we kind of get the Hush storyline from the opposite perspective. Okay. Because, like, in the Batman storyline, we follow Batman. He goes missing, quote-unquote. Um, which, like, he just, like, doesn't... Didn't he, like, get injured in the Hush movie? Mm-hmm. And, like, that's why Batman disappears. And then Hush now, comes around. I think, if I'm remembering correctly, didn't... Because I, th- I think I told you about this because I was upset about it. Didn't the Hush movie do something weird with... with it It did do something weird because Hush was someone else. That's what I thought. I, and I, <laughs> I say that if I was wrong. But that's why... But, yeah. That's why that movie still works, though, is because it centers around the mystery of who Hush is. Yeah. And they toy with what you think you know, which is that Tommy Elliot is Hush. Oh, Tommy Elliot's in the movie. He's going to be Hush. Right. This is like the first animated movie to have Tommy Elliot, and it's the first movie to have Hush. It's got to be him, but it's not. And they're not the same people. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why that movie still kind of works. Yeah, it was a good film. Uh, But this, where we see it from the opposite perspective, Batman's missing. Hush, Tommy Elliot's doing his own thing, goes to Arkham Asylum, and becomes Hush. <laughs> it's that easy. <laughs> Anyone can do it. Uh, yeah, it, it's wild. Um, but then something else uh, that's really interesting, that's in the season finale, uh, someone, not, not Bruce Wayne, but... Uh, Someone is made to look like Bruce Wayne, which means they casted Bruce Wayne, right? That's what uh, that means? Not necessarily. I mean, are they like... Because, again, I haven't seen this. So are they, like, just dressed up? Or they have a face covered? Like, how, how so, are So, like, you know this? how, like, Clayface wears yeah. other people's faces? It's like that. Okay. Then, then yeah, if, if they have it and it's the the face isn't like covered up or or hidden or something, then yeah, they probably have cast someone. Yeah. It straight up shows it. And it goes so far to show it that Alice holds up like a time magazine and it says like person of the year or man of the year. I don't remember what it was. Uh, and it's Bruce Wayne and it's the same actor whose face it is. Um, so like that means Batman's casted in the CW, right? We're uh, far removed from the days when you couldn't have multiple heroes in different in the movies and TV shows because it would confuse the audience. Yeah, now have as many Batmans and Flashes running around as humanly possible. Um, yeah. Because everyone's just going to watch them all and they don't care. <laughs> or at least I don't care. Um, right. But So that's super exciting, especially since we know that the crossover next year is going to be mostly Batwoman and Superman. Mm-hmm. So Batman's definitely going to be in that, right? <laughs> I guess we'll see. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. Um, I, I'm definitely leaning towards Batman showing up in the Batwoman-Superman crossover. I like that uh, we get, a, we like, in last year's crossover we got the introduction of uh, black lightning to the to the universe 
Yeah. We, or at least we got con we got conf we got confirmation. Are you saying last year or this year, like crisis? I guess this uh, crisis. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we got we got confirmation that he's in this universe, and now he's not going to be in the crossover. <laughs> uh, I th I think they'd lean towards including him over some of the other characters, which would be cool. Um, I need to catch back up on Black Lightning, especially since Basically. he'll kind of have a similar story to Superman because he has like two daughters who have superpowers. Superman has two sons who have superpowers. <laughs> Exciting. Uh. Yeah, it, it's all wild. Uh, but I got to say, so something happened because of the coronavirus during all this, which kind of shocked me. I, w I expect if a show is planning on having a season finale in May, you would think they have everything done by March, like everything filmed. Right. Right. May maybe I'm too naive to, to think about that. But I would think they have everything filmed. Clearly they didn't. Because they said that they removed some episodes from the shows, and more or less it largely seems like the final episodes from the shows. Okay. Because none of the shows really have a finale. <laughs> so, like, are all the finales going to be coming out later, or are they taking from I think their... it'll be Titans, apparent. Yep. Okay. Uh, where... So, are they taking from, like, their sister show, Titans? Where they air the fine the finale the finals the finales uh at the beginning of next, the season. Beginning of next season which oh, sucks great. that you have to wait till january to find out how this story ended uh because every single one of the shows uh batwoman ends with alice telling the person dressed up as bruce wayne to uh to go into Wayne Tower and steal some kryptonite, I think. Okay. Oh, also, that's another thing I got to talk about in Batwoman. So Batwoman's kryptonite is kryptonite. Okay. Yeah, R riddle me that, Batman. Like... Wait, what? <laughs> right. Hey, no, no I'm for, so when you said that, my first thought show was, the show Batwoman's kryptonite is real kryptonite. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, Correct. definitely. And, and, then, and then I'm like... Wait a second. Do you mean like Batwoman, the character, her kryptonite, as we use the word, is a actual kryptonite? So like she's powered by the sun? <laughs> she's not powered by the sun, but her kryptonite is kryptonite. Because let me explain. So unlike the Dark Knight trilogy, which told us that uh, the bat suit is not bulletproof. Okay. Uh, granted, there's been so many different interpretations of Batman. Some of them are bulletproof, some of them aren't. So sure, whatever. He's also not wearing hockey pads. He's not wearing hockey pads. That's uh, because I'm not wearing hockey pads. What's the difference between you and me? Uh, but the, but so Batwoman is definitely bulletproof, or her okay. cape is, which makes even less sense. Because if anything should not be bulletproof, it should be the cape. <laughs> I mean, it's it's made out of. Like layers of woven silk or something. I don't know. <laughs> Which shouldn't be bulletproof. Hey, the tensile strength of silk is incredible. Uh, but not the. I don't know if that's a question. Tensile strength. Maybe it is. Yeah, because I guess it's strength. It definitely is yeah. tensile strength. It, it definitely is. But still, a bullet's an, kind of an impulse thing. But uh, sure. That was something else. I don't remember which show it was, but they were talking about 
how a hammer and oh no that was also batwoman yep uh <laughs> it was about the kryptonite now that i think about it but yeah so she's bulletproof and the only thing that can pierce the bat the bat suit is kryptonite bullets why that's what i'm what? saying <laughs> what what in kryptonite is letting you i because kryptonite supposedly is like this super strong uh earth metal i don't think it's any single thing you just mentioned it uh, well I, yeah it's not earth metal but a metal <laughs> is it a metal i thought it was a gem or like like a stone i think it's a metal because it, it's definitely no it's definitely metal maybe it's not crystal it's not a metal it's a stone i think it's metal okay um while you continue talking i'm going to google this yeah you, you I... do that uh it just says mineral uh <laughs> which means yes okay it's not a metal it's a mineral there we go i mean iron's a mineral right this does say crystalline on um the wikipedia page mm -hmm. uh but yeah i i don't know i don't know but yeah so bat batwoman's kryptonite is kryptonite which i thought was so stupid um, the other thing, and it was kind of confusing to me because like without crisis, it made no sense. Mm -hmm. And even with crisis, it still kind of made no sense to me. Um, <laughs> uh, because it's completely arbitrary what has changed and what hasn't changed. Okay. There's no rules. Right. Um, so like Luke, who is Lucius Fox's son, he takes out, he's like, this is Bruce's kryptonite. It's the only bit of it that's on earth. And it like fits in the palm of his hand. I was like, that's it. That's wrong. <laughs> and then the other thing I was thinking, I was like, wait, how does Bruce have any of it? Cause Superman didn't exist on this earth. <laughs> Maybe he just had it. I don't know. So like it, it just, there were so many ways that it didn't make sense to me. Um, and then it was like super small and then he's trying to destroy it and he's unable to destroy it. Uh, and, uh, I forget what her sister's name is, but her sister's like, why don't you just hit it with a hammer? Mm. He decides not to do that. And he puts it in a, uh, hydraulic press and he's able to destroy it. And you, as an engineer, this deeply offended me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, that uh, he he's explaining how he used a hydraulic press and she's like see I told you to use a hammer and I was like mm, see to the untrained eye a hammer yes while applying compression a compressive force is not the same as compression <laughs> it's an impulse load which a hydraulic press does not do <laughs> And so I was like, eh, those are vastly different things. <laughs> uh, but that's just me as an engineer being uh, annoying. Uh, but yeah, so Batwoman ends with, never mind that kryptonite nonsense, got me on a, on a rant. Um, Batwoman's ends with Alice saying, hey, fake Bruce Wayne, I need you to go into Wayne Tower and go steal some kryptonite. 
uh, the Flash ends with the Flash giving a motivational speech to his team saying, we're going to stop, I forget the villain's name because it's not that remember <laughs> memorable. Um, and Supergirl ends with her telling her team, we're going to stop Lex Luthor. Um, now, some of the shows acknowledge like their summer break in the past, right? Because I believe Arrow's done that, where they acknowledge the summer break between seasons. Yeah, I think the idea from those is that they're supposed to take place over most of the year. <laughs> like, yeah, like they, they don't. They, usually, they don't take place in a week, kind of a thing. Right, but it's kind of right. I agree, but it's like it's weird that villains follow the school calendar. Right. They're like, oh, we, we'll get this vacation time. We gotta <laughs> yeah, take the villains need summer vacation, too. <laughs> uh, well, if we're talking about the thinker, I would assume he would love his love his vacation from his, uh, his work. Yeah, from from teaching those imbeciles. Uh, they, uh, but yeah, so they all end with that. And I got to thinking, I was like, does that mean in January when these shows pick back up in Batwoman season two, is Alice like, from saying, hey, I need you to go steal some kryptonite to when she actually gets the kryptonite, eight months passes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're fast and loose with that rule. Yeah, it's like, like, I don't know. I was just like, oh, man. Like, I understand you had to, like, pivot due to coronavirus reasons, but it's like whatever you removed from these seasons was clearly necessary. Because <laughs> uh, they had season. You don't have to have a season-long arc. But if you do, you should, I don't know, finish it in the season. <laughs> That's just one man's opinion. That is true. Uh, but, no. yeah, go ahead. I was say it'll be interesting to see when uh, the shows air again. If we do have, like, the... The, the final episode of, of last season or if this season will, will be the first episode and then the next episode will start and then we'll have that time jump like we'll have the time jump between <laughs> episodes aired because of, of that you oh between episode difference. one and two or something or two and three yeah, yeah maybe or, you know maybe they'll just acknowledge that like I guess yeah they'll just say like oh it's, it, they just started winter this time right I don't know. we'll, we'll get a recap <laughs> of what they did during that time that would be a cool way of doing it is like even though I don't think they should tell it in flashbacks, but just like move past it and be like, Oh yeah, we did deal with that and just slowly like maybe their current all of their current threats have to do with how they dealt with their past threats. Right. Uh which was during that eight month time period. That'd be interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um What's your least favorite Star Wars movie? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, holiday special. Holiday special. I've never seen the holiday special. Uh, but something that will make my parents very happy because I know they really enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> I, if, I'm, if I'm reading the same thing you are, it will also make my mom very happy. <laughs> yeah, because I learned this this morning. So this is pretty okay. fresh. Apparently, there's a ton of fans... And if we've learned anything, right now the fans are winning. So <laughs> uh, maybe not in Star Wars. So maybe this this is all for naught. 
but there's a current hashtag uh, trending, Make Solo 2 Happen. So the sequel to Solo, a Star Wars story, which followed Han Solo, Kira, Lando Calrissian, uh, L3, Beckett. Um, now, going up against Crimson Dawn and Dryden Voss, teasing up Darth Maul at the end. Big spoiler alert in case you haven't seen the movie, but that doesn't mean much for you anyways. Now, this is interesting because, sure, if we're going from, like, in-universe or just like with the Marvel movie, the Marvel movie, Marvel movie, the Star Wars movie <laughs> definitely set up a sequel. For sure. Like, they, they were all going for it. But most of the people that I spoke to after that, whether they be my age or older, um, and the only person I spoke to younger was my brother who did not see it. Um, they were like, yeah, this was, I mean, it could have been worse, but like no one really wanted it. Well, that's what you always said to me. You're yeah, like, well, yeah, we don't need it. We don't need it. <laughs> the, the only, the only thing that I can think about why they made this film was to officially tell or explain to us uh how han solo could have made how he could have shortened the castle run because the castle run was not a unit of time it was a unit of distance right like, how did han but, possibly do it in the, like, the thing is the way he does do it is the only way he could have done it so it was sure but like, but that's the idea that... is that originally originally they're like originally like my dad would talk about it. my dad talked about this for years that how could han solo have possibly made it in a shorter in a, in a shorter distance because it's it's a unit of distance not time right and but that's like if you have to go around like in the movie but like if you have to go around so if you have to bank way. a curve versus if you could just cut it short which... but then we're in space so right but there's like there there are still uh obstacles and in space like nebulas which i think is what it is and yeah solo. and that's i mean that's the way they explain it it's pretty much the only way they could have which is yeah. you know kind of cool that I think is the only reason that movie should have been made. Everything else is just bonus that no one was really asking for. And what we got was, at least in my opinion, was was not bad. Like it was kind of cool. But, it, a lot of it added to it. I think the how he got his last name is really stupid. Oh, that's super stupid. But <laughs> which okay, as a quick tangent, he gets his name as a as a recap. He gets his name from an army recruitment thing where the guy is like, "Oh, are you by yourself?" And he's like, yeah. Do you, and like, he's like, what's your last name? He's like, I don't have a last name. Hmm. You're by yourself. I'm just going to mark you down as Solo. <laughs> Han. Which is. By yourself. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Han alone. Han Solitude. Han there we go. Solitude. Han Solitude. But, so that's how he gets his name. Which is, again, dumb. Yeah. Later it's on, super stupid, he. But... Assumed, presumably, marries Leia. Or if he doesn't, he at least has a child with her. And the child takes his last name. Ben Solo. Oh, you'd think way that... later. Okay, I was like, with Kira? Yeah, way, way later. <laughs> no, no, you'd, you'd think that the child would take the last name of a princess and not the last name that was given to him by an army recruitment. Like, come on. <laughs> One last name clearly carries more weight. Yeah. Um, um, okay, tangent. But over. I wonder if Leia ever changed her last name to Leia I don't think Solo. She did. I don't know. No, at all. Not I don't think so. But like, uh, what last name would Ben take? Would he take Organa, which is not technically her last name? Uh, it's not technically, but 
But it's she the last adopted, name she so... uses. I mean, uh, she was a, she was effectively adopted, so it is kind of her last name. Yeah, but Luke was adopted too, and he doesn't take Lars as his last name. Luke Lars. Luke Lars. Well, we find out at a time of his life when he, you know, like he rejects that he takes the last name that he was. Yeah, when he learns about his family. When some poor old woman is walking by, she says, "Who are you, Luke? And what is your family name?" Lars. <laughs> Lars. <laughs> right. But, yeah, so we didn't really need this film. What we got was was pretty good. I hear what you're saying, but I kind of disagree with it because they, they tell a, a whole story and they just hit – they manage to tell a story that hits those beats that we did already know of, that Han saves Chewbacca's life that uh, Han somehow becomes a ruffian smuggler, that uh, Han gets the the Millennium Falcon from Lando, that, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, Han do- beats the Kessel Run in less distance. But the story's not about Han beating the Kessel Run in less distance. That's something he does because he's trying to escape the Imperial... I'm not saying uh, I'm not attack. saying that's what the story was on. <laughs> I'm saying that like the only thing that I think like they should have made it for like n- we didn't need any of this. We don't need anything ever. But not someone has a story and they want to tell it to us. We never so, need it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's which is why I'm saying what what we got was was not bad, but like they could be telling because you know, we don't need the Obi Wan start... series. We don't need. We never needed the Mandalorian. We didn't need that. Sure. About some unknown bounty hunter character. Who cares? Sure, sure. Who cares about some child? Oh my God, it's a baby Yoda. Oh, but now, now we need it. So who? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, there's no, that's there's fair. none of that's this. We don't need it. Yes, I. If if it had truly just been about those beats. And let's say you don't introduce a character like Kiara. You don't have Darth Maul being in charge of the Crimson Dawn at the end. Right. Um, it needs some sort of connective tissue to make it relevant. If you don't have those other elements and it's truly just a – like I always say this, that the reason why I like Solo is because I went in with a checklist just like everybody else, and they hit every box. Mm-hmm. But the thing is they also did more than that. They don't do much more, but they do more. <laughs> if they had strictly just done the checklist, then you're right. We don't need it because we already know what the list is. Right. Uh, but but I think it does add a few other things. Emphis Nest. Like, we don't know how Emphis Nest is actually connected to the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. Now that that's been introduced, like, what? Um, and so, like, especially after this movie, I kind of need the sequel. I do need it. <laughs> yeah. If you made the one and you leave plot lines, uh, then yes. We do because Maul told Kira <laughs> to meet him on Dathomir, and we haven't yep. seen the live-action Dathomir yet. So I was like, I'm all in. <laughs> now, do you think, with with the conclusion of the Skywalker saga... Oh, yeah, we're, we're never going... leaving the Skywalker saga. <laughs> we're going back to the time period of the Skywalker saga. No, it, yeah, it, it's exactly right. I, I was thinking about it, too, because I was like, oh, yeah, it was the conclusion of Skywalker saga. Hmm, the Mandalorian, Obi-Wan, the Cassian Andor series. Hmm. <laughs> right, right. Uh, 
seems like we're not leaving the Skywalker saga, and we have tens of millennia of history to tell. And my goodness, we can't leave these fifty years. And that's the thing. Like even when they do, and they decide to go, it, it's their fault for branding it as the Skywalker saga. True. Because had they not done that, you could make the High Republic stuff, and people wouldn't talk about it as something different. It would just be more Star Wars. It would just be more Star Wars. But because it's not the Skywalker saga, it's because now there's Star Wars and then there's the Skywalker saga. Before right. it was all just Star Wars. Yeah, that before it was just you know, original trilogy, we had prequels and we had and then we got sequels. Right, sure. But but again, that that fits into then okay, you have the the OT, the prequels, the sequels, the High Republic, like they're all just generations, you know? Exactly. It flows. Whereas now it's the Skywalker saga and this other thing, the High Republic that's coming up that you know nothing about. <laughs> right. Uh, so I can't wait till we meet Shmi's great, 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 great grandparent. Yeah. I and just, it's a conclusion. The Skywalker saga grows. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> it's a prequel. Uh, <laughs> everything's a prequel. Uh, right. so it, yeah, I, I'm excited for Solo 2. I have no idea where you go with it because we know a lot of checkpoints in Maul's life. Um, I hope Dave Filoni gets involved since he's had such a hand with Darth Maul. Uh, if this movie does end up happen or a TV show, I'd be good for that also. Uh because it could be cool, and then we could see, again, like, we know Han Solo gets in debt to Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, but what was the job, you know? Mm-hmm. Who knows? It might be something boring. might be something interesting. It's just an adventure, you know? Uh, And so I, I'm definitely curious about where you could go, because there's not a whole lot we know about Crimson Dawn. Um, it would be cool if we got, like live action pikes like in the clone wars show um or some of the other crime gangs uh you could even tie it into the sequels like introduce those gangs that are in uh the force awakens with tasu leech um that would be cool just show us more of the criminal underworld through the solo solo 2 or whatever it is no this is kind of similar to, I think, uh, was it Joss Whedon? Depends on what you're saying. The one that made the, <laughs> made the, the <laughs> no, that's the end of the question. I, I need to know. It was definitely Joss um, Whedon. It's always Joss yeah, Whedon. Yeah, okay. Uh, that wanted to make the, the sh- show, but never got it. It's, uh, and it never got off the ground. In the Star Wars universe. Was that Joss Whedon or was that someone else? Jo- uh, what was it called? You should meet, say that you should meet the pilot. Oh, that was just straight up George Lucas. George Lucas. Okay, that was it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, because wasn't that going to focus on the criminal underworld? It was. Um, but it was going to focus on it during the prequel era, mm. um, which is makes more sense because it was much easier to be a criminal. <laughs> it's, it's much easier right. to be a criminal during a democracy than a dictatorship where every small thing you do that's bad is you're instantly killed because <laughs> right. you don't have the freedom to, to be a criminal. 
It's my right to be a criminal. Right. <laughs> um, and then so, some other news that we got about Star Wars, which is kind of cool, because last week we talked about uh, Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant. I don't know how you say his last name. Oliphant? Elephant? Probably Oliphant. <laughs> that feels mean. I don't think it's Elephant. I don't think it's Elephant either, because it's a no. Uh, Timothy Oliphant. Um, there's some rumors saying that he could be Cobb Vanth. I have no idea who this character is until I looked into it. Uh, which it's kind of cool. Um, and so he was casted potentially in the Mandalorian and Cobb Vanth is a character from the aftermath books, which were written to kind of help explain the first orders origins after the return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. And Cobb Vanth is a bounty hunter, I believe um, that ends up getting a hold of, of some Mandalorian armor that is heavily hinted at that it's Boba Fett's armor. It's not confirmed, but it's heavily hinted at. All right. And so with us potentially also getting Tamara, Tamara Morrison playing maybe Boba Fett or Rex or both, which I'm definitely into being both. Uh, <laughs> um, if... If Boba Fett's in it, maybe we see Boba Fett get his armor back, continuing that story from the book plotline, which is kind of cool because they talk about how important the books are and start pulling characters from it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which then means, do you know who's also in the Aftermath books? You ready? Who? You ready? No. Yes. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yes. Let's bring him back. It tells Jar -Jar. you how he survives the Imperial War. Well, of course he survived it. He's a Sith Lord. Exactly. So I'm just saying he's coming back. Not in the Mandalorian, but eventually. <laughs> There's been rumors for a little while that he'd be coming back. Yeah, I think um, I think it's happening. I think we'll see it in our lifetime. I'm I'm for it. Like, truly. Non-ironically, non non-sarcastically. I think Darth Jar Jar will live. I, I sure hope so. Um, and um, everyone will talk about how the prequels are such genius movies doubt it right. but <laughs> in your dreams uh in my dreams uh are you at r slash prequels or r slash sequel <laughs> you know they all you like like united last week or something i do i do know that i i did hear about that i don't know what happened with oh i think it was for together. the rotten tomatoes uh i think that's why they united because rotten tomatoes had like uh best movie ever or something uh bracket and mm -hmm. All of the Star Wars fans from all of the eras united to make sure that Star Wars won everything. And <laughs> I, I think Star Wars were in the final, like the final four were all Star Wars or something. <laughs> or maybe just the last two were all Star Wars. Uh, and so, but, but it's cool, like, especially if they're pulling a character from the book, like, that this just. Because I, I talk about how like dumb it is for there to be multiple media, but if they actually start treating the medium as canon, yeah. if you treat it as canon, then it's better than just saying it's canon. Right. Once you once you start pulling characters from, which yeah. I think is cool. I think I like the idea of a multimedia like universe. Right. I, I think that's a kind of a cool thing. You got and, movies, you know, TV shows. Why not books? Exactly. Um, I mean, and they're again. <laughs> these are all gonna have to be new books because there are so many Star books. Right, um, and they decanonized them all. So and they decanonized them. All. 
which is funny because at one point, uh, I'm I'm a big reader. I, I really like reading. Um, a lot of people are like, you read too much. I'm like, yeah, probably. That's me. I tell but, you, you read too much. <laughs> there, there was like one month last year where I read like eight books in a month. All Star Wars? Like no. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was, I was going to get to that. Uh, I did at one point try to read, like my goal was to, I'm going to read the Star Wars books. I'm going to start chronological order. I'm going to go all the way back to the very beginning. That's a tough uh, thing to do. <laughs> It is. Thankfully, there's a website yeah. that lists them all in chronological order. Um, and I started I started through that, and my goodness, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many of them. Uh, but it's pretty cool. Like, I definitely want to continue doing that, because we, we get to see a different side of the Force uh, through all these books, and I'm, I'm a big fan. So, I'll get back to that eventually. But yeah, with, with these, now that everything's been decanonized, new books are coming out. They're, like, either they're... Um, transcripts from the for like their the literary novels uh basically the movies or they're just coming out with new new stories i'm for it but they are kind of if they want to uh pull characters from these they do have to like write them in their own stories we can't pull a character from the non-canon stuff and say oh yeah we really like this we gotta we're gonna tell this story now they have to like explain where they get it because we haven't seen these characters before right um, but uh you know, it'll be interesting. Yeah, fortunately, these Aftermath books are part of the new canon. Okay. Because um, they were written, like, just, like, four years ago or something. Right. Uh, so that Cobb Vanth would be coming from. Uh, it is exciting to hear more more bounty hunters. Um, originally, there was a rumor around Timothy Oliphant that he could be Cad Bane, and I was just like, Shut up and take my money. <laughs> yes. um, but uh, I'm I'm excited to learn about a new character too. Right. Uh, I still, if if Cad Bane does ever show up, I will be talking about it for hours on end. Maybe you should read the books. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe not. And I can't read. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do we have anything else in uh, in Star Wars news? Uh, not that I know of. Um, those are just some right. of the recent things. Um. Like I said, the Solo 2 buzz. The Solo 2 stuff is not news. It's just buzz. Um, gotcha. But it happened this morning, and I got really excited about it. Uh, because even though Solo's not, like, a great movie, it's an enjoyable movie. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fun adventure. Sure, it definitely is a fun adventure. I'll give you that. Uh, so, going to what is actually my favorite thing to talk about, though. Spunk. Boy, do I have, I have some stuff to say about Spunk. <laughs> and I want every single person who knows about the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters to call, refer to it as Spunk. I was talking about the church, though. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, however, so, okay. So, I'm, I'm reading this, this, this list. Uh, I have something interesting to say, and I'll stop you when we get there, but go ahead and, and, and tell us what, what's, the, what's in the news. Uh, yeah, so the the reason we're talking about this, we, we talked a little bit about every now and then that Sony has these, just like a ton of projects in development, but for for their <laughs> Spider-Man characters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they just confirmed that two of them are actually entering uh, pre-production, and it sounds like one of them might even be entering production. Um, I'm so excited for so this. So 
the the one that sounds like it's the closest to being made other than of course silver and black which we talk about every so often yeah uh it feels like we've been talking about it for years and but uh madam webb they just confirmed they gave it a director that's Mm -hmm. sj clarkson um she has pretty much almost exclusively done television okay um but she's done a few episodes the just some of the notable ones that i saw um a few episodes of heroes uh jessica jones the defenders um so it's like yeah she could be a good director but she's only done tv shows and now she's getting a movie unless madam webb is a tv show i don't know yeah all right, and uh, uh, what else we got? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll just keep going. I'll rattle them all off. the The next well, you... one is Jackpot, which I know you've never heard of her. Uh, I, I have heard of her. <laughs> I have. No one's heard of her. I know, but uh, I I know who Jackpot is, and I want to stop you. I want to stop you there, and I want to say something. Yeah, go for it. So Sony Pictures was like, you know what? We're gonna make our own universe. We've got like over nine hundred characters that we can tell stories about. That's enough. Right. They can do it on their so... own. <laughs> They could do it on their own. So they pulled Jackpot, which I don't know. Oh, Jackpot, I think, was introduced back in 20, 2010, like first introduced. Um, That might be the second introduction of the character. No, I know there are two of them. Yeah. There's Alana Jacobson and then there's Sarah. Do Stewart they really yeah. replace Jackpot within such a short time? Uh, Well, they did and then they replaced again <laughs> because one of them died. Oh, okay. Um, so Sarah was the first one, and then she's like, in, in in very much Spider-Man fashion, she did not take her responsibility as a superhero seriously. So she passed on the mantle right. to some, uh, like, fangirl, not fangirl, but like someone who, who was like an adrenaline junkie and wanted to be a superhero. Yeah. And so this person, Alana Jacobson, uh, or Alana something, I think I think it's Jacobson. I think that's um, what I read too, yeah. Yeah, she, she took music growth hormone to, to give herself superpowers uh and then ends up getting killed uh in a fight against um menace right uh, which because we all menace, know of of course yeah of course of course because menace uh injects his victims with a drug to mess with their powers and it mixed with the mutant growth hormone and, and was fatal and it actually killed alana nice and so uh, Spider-Man grieved for, like, Sp- Spider-Man grieved for um, Jackpot, and wanted to find out more about her past, which took her to Sarah, which took him to Sarah, to Sarah's house, and Sarah's like, "Oh yeah, that's not me, uh, whatever." And Spider-Man like thrust the 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 suit, Jackpot's costume, into her, or Spider-Man thrust her costume into her arms, and said, "Alana's death is your fault," and and taught her the with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. And then she like she did she she took that to heart and then took up the mantle again. But long story short, and then when she dies, it's Spider Man's yeah, fault. Yeah, <laughs> no, so so that's that's where we're at right now. But what's one interesting thing is both characters, Sarah and Alana, are supposed to be in this film. Ooh, I'm actually excited for that because that's what I was hoping for. That, uh, that we'd get your full story. What I think is very funny, I don't need a sequel for this movie. <laughs> What what I think is very funny is Jackpot has appeared, I think, in seven different comics. Yeah, it's ever. It's not a lot. It's not a ever. lot. Like, um. So Sony's like, you know what? We got this great character, everyone's gonna love her. Jackpot. 
been in seven comics. This is our our, our eighth most known character. <laughs> um, now, okay, if they can make me like the character, if they can make me like right. the story, I'm all for it. I want this to happen. But <laughs> Sony chose a Z-lister <laughs> to be to be one of their See, their first. How can you say that, you movies. hypocrite? You're saying we don't need Solo, but. <laughs> we need jackpot. No. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm. I don't think we need this. However, we're getting this, right. and and so <laughs> I want it to be the best possible. Because if this is not, if this ends very poorly, I'm gonna be like, oh god, they they tried and they failed. But if if they can make me like this, that's pretty cool. Jackpot may become more famous. We we saw this with Guardians of the Galaxy. Before they became big, that's true. Guardians but were, Guardians were popular in comics. They weren't super popular in comics. I mean, they're not super popular, but they were liked. Like, they they were like, and I, I read this. It's not like Jackpot, like, where it was like even comic book readers had never heard of her. It, sure, sure. <laughs> it's not entirely the same. It's kind of like the Sonic in in uh, Snyder Cut. They're kind of the same, but on a different level. Yeah. Um, because like the the Guardians of the Galaxy were at best C listers. That's fair. At at best, they were C listers. And now they're some of the biggest names in Marvel Comics. Some of. Um, and, and that's... So, like, if they can make... If they can turn Jackpot around and make her something exciting, I'm for it. But I just think it's funny that, like, for the, one of their first... Like, they've got Venom. They're going to get Venom 2. We're going to get Morbius and Jackpot. Yep, to, to really round out the rough edges. But I mean, the more that I look into this character with like the double like passing of the mantle and then her death and taking back like it could be a really interesting movie because it's yeah definitely if you tell that whole story, it'll be kind of interesting because we'll like be introduced to a character and then step away from her, right. and then we'll follow this other character that never gets to complete her arc, so that we can finish the first character's arc kind of thing. So who's gonna who's gonna like? teach her about great power and great responsibility like is that gonna be like are we getting i think man's introduction potentially we're getting spider-man in that movie are we um i don't i don't know um because like the thing with madam webb that they're talking about is they said that that movie is kind of targeted towards like a charlie's theron actress okay which like that's cool she's like a pretty big big action star right now um my only disappointing thing about that is madam webb is typically depicted as a very old woman and it kind of initially got my hopes up for like a senior citizen hero Uh, (laughs) i mean sure because like madam webb doesn't need to be a punchy hero okay but it sounds like they're going to make her into one well punchy heroes are all the rage they're all the rage and I actually think the more I think about it, the the, the storyline that I pitched for Spider Man four, which was my Spider Verse movie, my live action Spider Verse movie, I actually think that's the perfect kind of movie for to actually instead focus on Madam Webb mm-hmm. and have her be this multiversal character multiversal traveler and go collect all the spider-mens to solve this problem okay um of like these kind of vampiric people eating spider people (laughs) it's a weird story but i think like that that would actually be 
kind of appropriate that you follow Madam Web instead of our Spider-Man, and our Spider-Man just happens to be part of it or something. All right. Um, Tom Holland gets dragged along. <laughs> right. But you could also see the other Spider-People as well, Tobey Maguire, right. Andrew Garfield. Uh, I'm, I'm for it. You I'm could bring, bring the Spider-Verse animated characters in somehow. You could have a live, real space jam feeling. A live action Oscar Isaac as uh, Miguel Spider-Man twenty ninety nine. Yep. Who was the and he voice acted him in Spider Verse. So like that that could be pretty cool. Uh, but just to ensure that you think Jackpot's going to be a success, uh, the the reason it's in a separate category. I wrote these things kind of in two columns. Mm-hmm. Uh, why Jackpot is similar to Madam Web. Madam Web just got its director. Jackpot got its writer. Yep, Mark Guggenheim. Mark Guggenheim, who wrote The Green Lantern. Yay. <laughs> um, he also wrote, uh, I, I shouldn't knock on him too bad. He also is one of the lead writers on Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. I'm pretty sure. Does he, al- did, does he also write uh, Jackpot comics? Uh, maybe I don't know. I think I thought I read that. Um, if he does, that that does make me more excited for it. Um, yeah. Unless he wrote Green Lantern comics as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, like it's it's a toss up. I mean, I'm not going to judge him based on his previous work, but uh, you're judging him based on his previous work. But I'm judging him based on his previous work because yeah. I don't know. I think the Green Lantern has the problem of like taking itself too seriously, and then the Arrowverse does the opposite Mm -hmm. there's like no stakes and it sounds like from your description of jackpot there definitely needs to be stakes oh yeah like um i mean so it's funny so like this character was originally a joke like that this was this character was written as a joke based on the um on mj's always saying to peter like you hit the jackpot yeah i read that too yeah yeah but the the direction the character has gone since being introduced as a joke is a fairly like important one. It's like, that's... interesting for how little yeah <laughs> she's been in comics. Yeah. Uh, well, what's funny is so they're they're going ahead with the jackpot film. Uh, so I I think I first read about these like last. I think it was when we were spring. going to see Venom. Yeah, it was sometime around there. Um. I think that was actually probably more accurate, uh, because at that time I was like, "All right, we what's the what's the news?" We heard that they were gonna the that jackpot was being talked about. We heard that uh, another character, which I think is still we talked about, Nightwatch. Yeah, that bottom one. Yeah, um, yeah, is being was being talked about. Both not the biggest names in uh, not huge, not in, in Spider Man's n- like not I even I dare say F list, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like. Like you're not gonna accident you're not gonna buy a comic book and them accidentally appear in there, right? Uh, but I mean, who knows? We like we've, there's so many other films. I'm surprised that Morbius released a trailer a little while back. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> came out of nowhere. We thought that one was in the same place as some of these other ones, where they're just throwing in, names like, at the board or whatever. Exactly, and and just in limbo, and we're never really gonna get. And then surprise, surprise! Here's a trailer. Right. So uh, who knows? We might be getting a a, a Craven trailer at some point. 
Yeah, so the other ones that they're working on, supposedly, although now, dare I say supposedly anymore, it sounds like no, they're definitely they, working think, on all of these. Yeah, um, I mean, we joked, you and I joked a long time ago that like the reason that they were talking about being having all these projects was that so that uh, they could make Marvel buy the buy the properties back for more for more money by more money. being valued higher but now it exactly. sounds like they're just developing all these yeah uh yeah. We're, we're eating crow and they're making a silk movie a craven movie silver and black at some point is coming out um uh, as far as i know silver and black is completely done <laughs> yeah um, we haven't heard anything from probably them. not but it we've been talking about for so long and then night watch uh maybe there's more i mean they they're still floating around the sinister six idea i don't know if that will be a spider-man movie or a venom movie or what what's going on there uh which all this news has kind of cleared up some more details about the new sharing agreement with Mm spider-man that with that spider-man movies are allowed to acknowledge non not some of these non mcu movies okay so spider-man could acknowledge morbius and can't appear morbius can acknowledge spider-man which is why we potentially see vulture in the morbius trailer interesting so the sharing agreement seems like it's a pretty uh it's much more open than it was previously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think maybe the Spunk movies are the ones that are connected to the MCU. And so maybe Spider-Verse isn't until it is because it's a multiverse. Uh, but yeah. Which would be the first animated. Animated MCU movie. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm into that. More mediums. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's it's a wild time. We're talking about the Snyder Cut, Solo 2, Jackpot. <laughs> yeah. I still think I still think that Marvel's waiting to see how the Spunk does before bringing them into the industry. Right. It'll be it'll definitely be trial and error, but we're not getting our first I mean, I guess you count Venom as the first Spunk movie. Uh, but like Morbius isn't coming out till next year now, so some of these are a long way off, but maybe because of this pretty long hiatus, they'll start cranking them out. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, still waiting on those bloodshot sequels. The bloodshot sequels. That's right. Uh, I think that's all we got this week. Uh, Agents of Shield is also coming out on Wednesday, same day as HBO Max. Uh, look into it. See if it's for you. I think it's running at about $15 a month. I think that's what I saw. Um, got a lot of stuff. Uh, get hyped for the Snyder Cut. It's a long way off. You don't need to get that hyped for it. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe wherever you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever listening preference you have. Uh, mm-hmm. Please go ahead and like the Facebook page, Unanimous Indecision. Uh, look up how to spell it if you need to, because I like big words. I just don't know how to pronounce them. Uh, Ian Rosmondo, thanks for joining us. Yeah. And I'm Joshua Troop. This is Unanimous Indecision. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>